When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey everybody, it's the Dynamite Show, Paul Fontaine alongside Jeff Hawkins, as always, me doing the intro this week instead of Jeff's fine introduction last week. And Jeff, pardon the pun, but I am fit to be tied. <laughs> How is that a pun? We'll get to it. Oh, okay. Oh, gotcha. Now I got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I got to tell you, man, watching the show tonight, I was distracted through the whole show. And there was some damn good wrestling on this show. I'm not going to lie. And some good angles. And um, But I was so frustrated watching this show. And uh, Why? Tell me. Tell me. Come. Why? Come sit on the couch and tell Jeff. Dr. Jeff. Okay. For, I don't know, two weeks now, I've been you know playing out different scenarios about what could happen and who could advance and all this and all that. And then after last week's show it occurred to me, well, we had a very real possibility of a three-way tie. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea what happens in the case of a three-way tie. And so I'm asking people, and as far as I know, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, New Japan's been doing this G1 for, I don't know, 25 years or something. Different formats, different point systems, everything. I don't think they've ever had a three-way tie. Um, I don't think there's ever been a three-way final. No. So... Okay, no, so there's no precedent. Now, the different one of the differences is, is that there's a different point system here. You get three points for a win instead of two. You get one point each for a no for a double count out instead of zero, which never came into play anyway, so it doesn't matter. But I guess it could in future years if they if they do this again, which I'm assuming they will because it's been pretty well received. But you know, and I heard people say, well, they'll probably just do a three way. And it's like, okay, but they it would be told nice us. if they told you that, yeah. Yes, okay. because what I mean, there's there's other things they could do. They could have a play in, they could have an elimination match. You know, like, and honestly, that's what I think would be the fairest is if you had a three way, but it's a three way dance like an ECW as opposed to a a, a three way like a WWE style three way where first pin wins, because this is a cop out. This is this is how you get away with not beating Swerve twice. I agree. I mean, you could have had, you know, if you win by submission, that's a tiebreaker. You could yeah. have had, yeah, uh, match, uh, match times, match, match times, times. Yes, the yeah. uh, the the infamous beat the clock stipulations. Yeah, yes. well, I mean, and I mean, I wouldn't necessarily do that. And certainly, if you no. were going to do that, you would. But it would have been it would have been nice up top. 
And, or at it, least and you know in what? the course of, or at least in the course of operating this thing. And I'm not they... suggesting the announcer should have been hammering it home or anything like that. They did a special at the beginning of this tournament. Mm-hmm. They never even told us at that time what happens in the case of a tie. They only brought that up. It was two weeks ago. They said in the case of a tie, head-to-head record breaks the tie. Okay, so that's one question answered. At the beginning of this tournament, they could have just had the rules on the screen. But put them up there. Don't mention it again until it comes into play. As it was, we found out. So there was, I, I, I lost it. At the beginning of this show, at the end of the opener, spoiler alert, we'll, we'll get to it. But at the end, at the opener, Swerve wins his opening match. And they, the other thing is they kept saying, if Roosh wins, he's alive. And I'm playing in my mind, okay, how is that possible? Okay, so if Roosh wins and and Moxley wins, um, then J- then there's a three-way tie with nine points for second. Who you advances? Know, you know what would have helped here is instead of going directly to the match, they have a little bit of a recap segment here, and they yeah. give you the standings, and then they yeah. tell you, if this happens on this day, yeah. If this happens, if this happens, if this happens, you know, how, how, or, or at least, you know, even like a playoff picture type thing, like they do I, in the NFL, if I'm so, not even so su- wins this, I'm not even it. suggesting devoting TV time to this. Oh, they I do am. a, they do a 30 minute countdown show um, every week. I think it's 30 minutes, it might be 60. I don't know. Do it on there. And then at least your answer's there. People are going to be tweeting about it and there's an official answer. So you don't have a question. Um, so, what I was saying though is so at the end of the first match, Swerve wins. He's punched his ticket into the finals. They put up a graphic. If Moxley wins, uh, then the final is Moxley versus Swerve. If Jay White wins, there's a three way tie for first. And they're still talking, and the sound and the audio goes out. <laughs> and it comes back, and they're talking about something else. They may have explained it in that five seconds that the audio was out. They and might if, have. If, if they did, well, hey, you know what? Then that's my bad for for but them screwing up. That's right. Nobody would know because everybody else's audio yes. and video were out Except too. I think maybe fight because there were some people that were telling me, oh, it, it'll be a three-way. It'll be a three-way. And it's that like, well, I anything. don't know. Well, no, I mean, because people have been saying that all along. John Muse in the Discord has been, he's called this right down. Like, I give hats off to John. He has basically called exactly what's going to happen for this whole tournament. And, and but he was speculating at the same he time. Was. It, 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 yeah. it, look, if it doesn't happen on TV, it doesn't matter. That, that's a that's a that's a Hawkins. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thing. And and uh, my, our friend or my friend, anyways, I don't know if you're friends with him, Josiah. He is the same thing. He was explaining. I like Josiah. Come on. Okay. Well, I didn't know if you did. Um, he was explaining the same thing. And I mean, it's a good guess. It's an educated guess. It's a, um, yeah, but it's still a guess. It's not, it's a it's, guess. Yes. Yeah, it's it's it, it's it's for everybody else to write the story. Yeah. They need to tell us this story. Exactly. So you know, and, and so I was bothered and distracted by all that, and you know, and again, I still want to know like what would have happened. I mean, Jason makes a point. Yeah, they make their own results. Fair has no bearing. I'm not talking about fair. I'm just talking about if you want me as a viewer to be invested in the results of this stuff, explain what happens. If this happens, this is what happens. I, I'm very curious. And if anyone's watching, we have more than usual watching. If anyone was there, and I imagine if they were, they're probably still there because they're taping ROH. But do you think the fans in the building had any idea that it was a three-way? I guess with Swerve coming out, maybe that's why they had Swerve come out so they would know. But I don't think those fans would knew as they were watching the match, if Jay White wins, it's a three-way. I'll, I bet you they had no idea. 
You know, you can ask Kevin Ely this because he's at the. Uh... Yeah, well, Kevin's going to say, well, I just assumed it was going to be a three way. Um, <laughs> oh, just burying people left and right. I'm burying Kevin. Like, oh, I mean, yeah, you, you know, are. because he, he said that all along. Uh, and he was one. He said he didn't care. He's just watching the matches and they'll tell me what happened. I, well, Kevin look. Ely said Tony came. Oh, for. <laughs> Kevin Ely said Tony came out and said it was a three-way. So oh, well, there told, you go. There he told the go. fans. I wonder if that was after the match or or at the beginning of the show. I'm hey guys, really great show tonight. Just want to yeah. let you know it's going to be a three-way, and that's why everybody came out. Yeah. Well, you know what? If he did that, good for them. But as they're watching, do they know? Um, because yeah. honestly, as and and the thing is, in your mind, you'd be thinking, well, they said head to head. The winner advances. So if White beat Mo- if White beat Moxley, he's probably in the finals because oh, he I, beat Mox. Oh, I agree with you, and okay. I, I want to attack the people who are going to attack you. Okay, because well, I mean, what they're going to say is, do you need everything spoon fed to you and explained to you? Because you, aren't you a grown man of agency that knows no. everything? It's like no, I'd like to know. That's not what I was the getting. Playoff you, potential. You That's won't what... be- you won't believe what they were telling me this week. What they were telling me this week was, they'll tell us when we need to know. <laughs> They'll tell us when we need to know. Okay. Yes. And 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 it's like I don't expect the NFL to explain in week one what happens in week ten. Oh, and this was Kevin. I'm gonna. Kevin oh, said, "Well, they didn't explain what would happen if every single tournament, every single match in the tournament ended in a draw." <laughs> All right. Now now we're getting a little ridiculous yeah. here. But now I, mean, yeah, I will still... tell you this. I will tell you this, Jeff. I don't know if you figured this out, and I'm a math guy. There is a very real possibility that there'll be a five-way tie in the in the Saturday league. If okay. if if Brody beats Garcia, which should happen, Garcia hasn't won a match yet. Although a lot of people are expecting him to win the last one. Um, if uh, Eddie beats Andrade, okay. which a lot of people figure is going to happen because you know he's he's kind of his tournament to lose. And if Claudio beats Danielson, now that's the one that you know is probably would be a pretty big upset if it happened. But if those three things happen, there's a five-way tie. They're all three they're all three and two. And if you the only comment the only opponent that's not in that tie is Garcia and they all beat Garcia, so that means they're all two and two against each other. So there's a five-way tie. So I I'm assuming it would be a five-way. I believe Next conference week. record would then come into play, and then you could. <laughs> There's no conference football. That's football. I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that, no, that's what it would be. It would be a five way. And Tony loves his battle royals. I mean, it'll just a battle royal with the five guys. Yeah. I, I. It's one of those things where they didn't tell you all the rules so they could then surprise you with the multi person matches. And I'm not. Yeah. Uh, yeah that uh, That doesn't fly with me i like having you know but but i like also i i, I just wish they'd be a little bit more thorough i think yeah. thoroughness is the problem yeah. here yeah other than that though i mean like i said a very good show i mean because i'd like a lot of these promos that they're showing on social media on tv because i think it would oh, yeah. get this tournament over so much more and it's not that the tournament's bad don't get me wrong i i i like the tournament i like the work i like all that other stuff it just has never hit that second level for me in terms of, you know, oh, can't wait for this week or whatever, because I think all the emotion of it is done on social media for the most part. I like the true. I liked the I liked the clip job they did tonight on Dynamite. That was nice. 
but they've done a few of those. They've done no, and, 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 and I'm not saying they haven't. I'm just saying yeah. for the most part, a lot of the emotional resonance of this tournament is done outside of the uh, auspices of television. Would, would you say that the um, a lot of the enthusiasm for this tournament from a lot of the very vocal AW hardcore fans are probably the people that are watching all of all of those interviews? And that's more. I don't think, I don't, no, I think the people that are most vocal about this tournament don't care about that stuff. They just want the good matches. Okay. Okay. And and I will be fair. Like the, the and matches, that's good. And that's good enough for them. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I mean, but you know, for for my ice cream, I like a little bit of sprinkles on it. That's all. The matches have been great. Uh, you know, no no question about that. I mean, there hasn't been anything resembling a bad match. What's been your favorite tournament. match? Gosh, uh, off the top of my head, I won't um, say best because that doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, my favorite probably Danielson and Garcia. Okay. Just because I like those two guys. And uh, mine would like shock you, I think. Uh, Brody and uh, Roosh? No, uh, they didn't wrestle each other. No, they didn't. Yeah. But you're close. Brody, uh, yeah. Brody and Andrade. That was great. I that love that great. match, man. That yeah. thing was. Uh, Andrade so badly wants to be in a meat division. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's getting there to, for the yeah, size, too. Yeah. Uh, the former La Sombra is uh, now. Uh, I don't know. He's getting into Black Taru's territory. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm. Yeah, I, I like I said. I, I think this tournament has been a success. I hope they do it again. I, I don't think. I think there's almost no chance of this. But I wish that what they would do is is drop the idea of the triple crown next year and just number have one it, contender. Number one contender for Wembley. Yeah. Not not even like number one like for the you big make, show for the yeah. biggest show that they can get. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I would agree. And, and that and that way and that way it, it it eliminates all the chatter about you know number one contenders and title yeah. eliminators and stuff. This is for the big deal. This is for the biggest show that AEW does every year, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. I'm, I'm flip I'm this tournament it. with the Owen. Do the Owen at the end of the year like get rid of the Owen. Year. Well, I gotta be honest with too. it. Or, or call this the Owen Continental yeah. or whatever you want. But but do this one in May. Kick it off at uh, double or nothing, and uh, and then do the tournament matches on you know in between double or nothing, and uh, do maybe do a match at Forbidden Door for the tournament. Maybe the finals could be at Forbidden Door, and then the winner would get his shot at Wembley. Yeah, and he got like two months to build. Yeah, so. I think the stakes are also. While they say it's it's nice to have this triple crown, I find them very low. It depends who you are. I mean, for Eddie Kingston, it's huge. For Eddie Kingston, it's huge. For like a Jay Lethal, it's huge. For Mark Briscoe, it's huge. But Jay for guys White, at maybe. the top of the card, not maybe so for much. Jay White. Maybe it's, it's his it's his uh, it's his uh, angle back into New Japan because <laughs> oh, he, he got kicked he got kicked out. Um, all right, there was something big in AEW this week that I wanted to hit on before we get into the recap. I can't. Oh, the freaking WWBD story. Did we never talked about that? Did we? Uh, I don't think so, but we can now. Yeah, yeah. Just um, the fact that uh, WWE allegedly met with WBD and everyone's panicking. Tony kind of lost his shit about it. Um, and I think it was the presser for ROH and, and you know, and he's like just being all defensive. I mean, and, and you know, and, and there's, you know, I'm sure WBD is looking and maybe it's going to be too expensive for them. Who knows? Um, but um I I don't really think there's much to it. I don't think they're going to end up on WBD, but you never know. I'm going to quote Al Pacino and Dick Tracy. Okay. All's fair in love and business. This is business. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think a lot of this depends on whether or not WBD can uh, re-sign the NBA 
to a happy contract. Mm-hmm. If WBD is doing, I mean, there, there's, there was a story today that they're looking to possibly buy Paramount. I saw that. Yeah. Which, dude, Zaslav going into Paramount and just cutting all the IP there in terms of projects and stuff like that. I mean, look, Zaslav's a, uh, Zaslav is a Calvin Coolidge penny pinching tightwad. For the most part, I mean, he is he is there. There will be no fat on this. <laughs> and, uh, it, you know, it, he has a budget, I assume. And if the budget says you can get WWE, why would you not get WWE? Yeah, they're the they're the they're McDonald's. They're the Tiffany like, oh. property. Yes. Yeah. 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 And who and do you really want to live in a world where there's no Coke? Uh, no, I don't. That's why. That's my one thing well, I don't like about well, Walter Vegas. White. Yeah, <laughs> Vegas is all Pepsi and all those stupid casinos. Yeah, um, it, it's it's one of those things. But but it's you know, look, I, I I understand why Tony's mad too because Tony is has been loyal. Tony is the guy who says I don't want to negotiate other properties against WBD because I like my relationship here. I, I get him being a bit jilted by this. I get a bit, a bit, and also a bit annoyed because it's little brother syndrome. And oh, you're talking to those guys over there, whatever. Um, it, well, I don't, I don't know if uh, I don't know if WBD will buy NBC Universal. I still think a lot of this is for NBC Universal to overpay for Raw, and I still yeah, think they're that's going to. I I think that's that's where my money is. Because I think at this point, Raw it is, is such valuable. a found yeah, and it's a, such a foundational part of yeah. of Peacock. Yeah, and until soccer or football, whatever you call it, <laughs> is the is the main draw of Peacock, and they're trying to do exclusivity on streaming football games, which will be very interesting. I think in terms of, uh, I think it's Saturday night they're doing an exclusive stream for a football game only oh. on Peacock. Yeah, yeah, one of the uh, yeah the one, NFL one of the NFL games. So yeah. uh, interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. but you know it's Zaslav, and he's not going to overpay for a product just because people like it. No, exactly. Um, all right, I want to uh, remind everyone: if you're watching live on YouTube, uh, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. Helps us out. Uh, it uh, brings some visibility to the channel and to this show in specific. And so, yeah, it just takes a quick second; doesn't cost you anything. And as well, a reminder, we do not have the Patreon anymore. So this goes up on the Fight Game Media free feed as of tomorrow. So if you just caught part of this and you want to hear the rest of the show, uh, just sign up for the Fight Game Media free feed available on all your major podcast platforms. And speaking of which, because we don't have a Patreon anymore, we do have commercials. So for those listening on podcasts, the commercial is going to be going in right about now. And watching live, Jeff and I are going to get right into AEW Dynamite. Do we know who the commercial's for? Is it just a mid-roll that we don't know about? Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Whatever that was, make sure to spend your money and buy it, everybody. Yes. What a great <laughs> great sponsor. Yeah. Insert sponsor I, I, name here. Yes. They're my they're they're my absolute favorite. Yes. I, I stand I by use them. them every day. 
Yeah. In fact, like if you're looking, you see my logo there. Unfortunately, the logo on my shirt is the sponsor that was just red and mm -hmm. we don't have it. So, uh, but if I, if I took off that ROH historian sign, you'd see who the sponsor is, but yes, uh, YouTube doesn't like us. All right. Enough that, of this so. nonsense. Get yeah. All right. So the show kicked off with Roosh versus Swerve. We talked about this earlier. Um, I mentioned that Swerve won, um, but it was a good match. They were talking about, you know, the different scenarios. Um, they pointed out that, you know, Roosh wins here. He's still alive, but now then he's going to have to root for Moxley later. And that'll be unusual because, he, you know, he's trying to get a point. So this is where my head started spinning and, you know, playing out all these different scenarios that they didn't bother explaining to me. But Swerve was a massive babyface. And the story of this was Swerve kept going to the top. And every time he would go to the top, the crowd would just go nuts because they wanted to see that Swerve stomp. And uh, and and they were and they teased it really well. And Roosh knocked them off a couple times. At uh, one point, in Roosh uh, missed a senton. Swerve hit a 450, but then Roosh kicked out at one. And then uh, Roosh chopped him. Swerve hit a flatliner. Swerve hit a brainbuster for two. He did the house call, and then he goes to the top, and that's when the crowd just lost it. And then he hit the move and pinned Roosh clean as a button in the middle. Um, and uh, Swerve was a massive babyface here in Oklahoma City, um, which is, I mean, I missed the babyface churn, but <laughs> the crowd didn't, and that's fine. You know, they're just rolling with it, and that's good. You know, like, he's not really changing anything about the way he is. The fans just love him. They want to do the dance. They want to do the na-na dance, and that's fine. Um, <laughs> I will miss, because he is now no longer part of this tournament, but my favorite part of this tournament has been Roosh's... Uh, uh, just his absolute aura of intensity throughout this entire tournament. He's the one guy in this. Look, there's been better performances and better performers in this, but Roosh coming out angry every single match has been my favorite thing <laughs> in it. I mean, he's just in there to beat people up and try and win. I, I liked their chemistry. I didn't love it necessarily. I think there was, there's a little bit of clunkiness in here, but um like, like whenever Roosh would get angry, like the kick out at one where he's just yeah. mad and swear being scared. I, I I adore those moments in these matches. And look, he has. He and you normally the, don't like the one kick out spot, but you liked it here. I I normally don't, but I I will I will uh, I will forgive people occasionally for it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I I I liked uh, yeah I liked it here, and I you know, Roosh. I think uh, look, I. I think it's weird to act as if, you know, oh, did this did this tournament help or hurt a guy? Because I think by nature of being in the tournament itself, it helped you. Yes. In a lot of ways. I mean, even even a guy with zero points like Jay Lethal. I think mm -hmm. it helped him in some way. Well, especially because they can play off of that. Yeah. And they and they can make it more serious. You know where I think it helped Roosh is not so much, you know, in kayfabe. But in the idea was going into this tournament, the idea was Roosh doesn't like losing. And how is he gonna how's he gonna put up with not winning all his matches? And here he went two and three. He got pinned clean three times. I think that and also the, just for a lot of the guys that are in stables, because we've gone to yeah. the well far too often with the interference yeah. crap. I think the no interference thing has really helped a lot of the guys who for lack of a better term, or, term are doing WWE style heel interference matches every single week. Yeah. And it really kind of loses their luster in terms of their actual talent at times, even, even as a heel or baby face. I mean, yes, you're supposed to be mad at them, but at, at a certain point I just get 
effing annoyed by the fact that every week this whole stable comes down and screws the baby face and the baby face does nothing about it. So, uh, yeah, I, I like that. I, I like, look, in these types of things, I've always loved heel versus heel matchups because yeah. they're they're naturally there. You have two <laughs> imposing forces like, you know, again. I think Roosh is a baby face, but I'm not positive. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone back and forth because of that yeah. whole uh because originally it was that and then they decided to kind of turn him heelish for the uh four-way tag team thing because they were teaming right. up with yeah, ftr yeah, yeah. and then it's all of a sudden they don't like ftr anymore and you're just like well that makes no sense i mean it, it's it's gotten confusing yes I, I i just think everybody is kind of self-involved and they're hoping yeah. that everybody yeah. well yeah shades of gray blah 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 well you kind of like to know who you want to cheer for and who you want to boo well, yeah, and and I, I mean, and and you know, Swerve is kind of you know, kind of in the middle of a babyface turn, I think. Yeah, and and I think there's a little bit of uh, wish casting in terms of the Swerve. Yeah. Thing. I think people are gonna yeah. try and will their way to give him the title. Probably. Um. So the, yeah, they, this is where they pointed out that if you know, so now Swerve is definitely in the finals. Mox is definitely in the finals. If Jay White wins, there's a three-way tie, but they don't tell us what would happen with that case of that three-way tie. So, and then I was getting messages from people. Well, what happens? I'm like, I don't know. I watch all the shows. I take notes. I have no idea. Can't help you. <laughs> uh, so then we get a promo from Chris Jericho. He was pretty much not in character for yeah. this promo. Um, and he was talking about Kenny Omega's in- injury, explained that he has divert. Diverticulitis. Kenny went on social media and explained <laughs> this. I got that right, right? Diverticulitis. Yeah, no, I'm looking at the comment that just came through. Oh, gotta yeah. love a character turning face fresh off of a breaking and entering angle. Yeah, well, you yeah. know, yeah. well, you know, the surprise, the, 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 the hangman, the whole anti-hero thing. Yeah. People love it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So he points out um, that, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. When we decide what happened, we'll let you know. The most important thing is Kenny's health. And the crowd starts chanting Kenny. And uh, he said the Golden Jets will resume when he comes back. He does Kenny's catchphrase. And, uh, you know, I do and good night. And then he says, and we're pulling for you, Kenny. Just a total white meat, you know, out of character baby face promo by Jericho. Um, so. <laughs> They have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, I liked I liked the emotion of it, but then yeah. at the same time, he's like he's also keeping his ear to the crowd on the outside in the yeah. arena, and that that drove me a bit nuts. Like, dude, you're fine. You don't need well, to play says, to the crowd. I knew they were going to do that. I knew that. I knew you were going to do that. He pauses for Kenny. Yeah, uh, you know, to me, the answer here is to is to give a call to Scott Demore and go, hey. Can Lance get in shape for oh. one last match? Well, I think, that I yeah, I think that would be more Colin Lance. Um, you know, I don't. Think well, I think I think you had to clear with his employer first. Uh, I I don't know if Lance can probably do outside bookings. He's not under not contract. for a televised wrestling. True, show. maybe. I you know what I think. You know what I would do here. I would I would put Garcia in there. Um, I liked that you, idea too. But you, you know. had Callis trying to recruit Garcia at one point, and then he ended up taking Fletcher instead. So you could do you could do Jericho and Garcia against Hobbs and um, actually Luther wouldn't be the worst choice here Hobbs either Fletcher. if if oh. just because of the Jericho connection. Yes, it but would. oh come on, <laughs> I'm thinking Canadian connections oh, here. My all friend. right, Luther. Um, the the I, I it could also be Kota Ibushi. You know, at at some point, you know, mm, seems to be yeah. the guy they always call. Hangman would be another good choice, I think. You know, but uh, we—I don't think it's happening at World's End, anyways. Is I Daddy think Magic? What... Daddy Magic would be a good one. Shut up. 
You did that on purpose. I did because yeah. of, of the slander of Daddy yeah. Magic that Kevin Ely was telling me about. Oh. You sta- what they absolutely should not do is use Stammy as a stand-in. Yeah, especially since he's in the Callus family. Yeah, no, they should not. <laughs> he's not turning baby face right now. He is. Um, he is cleared. He just they just have nothing for him right now. So. Um, I have I have I have no problem with deathbed turns in terms of you know somebody does something dastardly to somebody and then a, a heel all of a sudden you know comes. You know what I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna tell you for mm-hmm. a second on Saturday. Did you watch Collision? I watched some of it. Did you see the um, the post match of the Sky Blue and uh, Abaddon with? Yes. Okay. So when actually when I did someone, watch Collision when someone ran in to save Sky Blue. I honestly thought Ty Mello had returned from having a baby before <laughs> Sammy did. I swear I thought that was Ty Mello. That was the worst. I, I, I Look, I love Thunder Rosa, but I thought her her return should have been hyped up for a week or so to say, hey, come get some viewers and well, things the like thing that. Is, I, didn't, like, I didn't recognize her. Like, I don't think I've ever seen her without That's her face too. paint. I don't think she had long blonde hair the last time I saw her. I legit thought it was Ty Mello from the behind. Yeah, I uh, no, I had forgotten. I had watched all Collision because I was in a oh, hotel room post Bengals game after game right, punched yeah. in the face by Sean Ross Sapp. <laughs> I won Acc- a bit accidentally, of game, but so. yeah, mm. um, yeah. So we don't know what's going to happen. Is whatever is going to happen is probably not going to be at World's End. Is basically the uh, the what they left us with. So what are we going to do for the tag team titles? There, you think? I don't even know who the tag Top team champions flight. are. It's, it's Big, Big Bill, Bill and, and oh, Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks. Uh, I don't think they even know. Probably Commander and Vikingo. <laughs> not even joking. I'm not joking either. I think that's correct. Yeah. Or the Von Erics, because they seem oh, to be all over ROH. Yeah, Von Erics, I think, have a match on... Uh, They're on, on a run on ROH. ROH, so come yeah. Come on, bring them. Yeah, hey, I, hey, you know what? Where, where's the show at Long Island? Oh, God, it could be uh, Silver and Reynolds. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. Um. All right, we got Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal. And uh, they the audio and video cut out again at the beginning of this match, only for a couple seconds. No, no big deal. Um, they, Tony Schiavone putting over how important it is that one of these guys is going to get a win. I thought a lot of people were predicting a draw here. I was predicting a draw. Yeah, no draws at all in this tournament so far. Um, Lethal uh, was still doing his flare strut, except um, the Taz said it was out of respect to Jarrett. Uh, so I don't know if they're trying to distance themselves from flare for some reason. I, I'm not sure. Uh, he went for a dive. Briscoe caught him, and uh, he does the cactus elbow. And wrestling aficionado Excalibur calls it the nesty plunge. I was like, "What?" Briscoe and Lethal versus Big Bill and Starks. I kind of like that. Um, that. You know what? That's not the worst idea in the world, especially after this. Um, so they go to break. They come back, uh, and you know they're just going back and forth. Uh, Jay went for the savage elbow. He hit it. Briscoe kicked out a two. Then uh, he goes up. Uh, he goes up later. He does a DVD, a Death Valley Driver, and then he does a Froggy Bow. But Lethal got his knees up, and the announcers pointed out he's been going for this move every match, and people are scouting it, and they're getting, you know, they're blocking it every time. So uh, Lethal injection, but Briscoe blocked it. Lethal hit a J Driller for two, and uh, then he tried for another one, but Briscoe powered out. He went for a lethal injection again. Uh, Briscoe countered it. Then Briscoe hit a burning hammer, and he hit the J-Driller for the win. I thought this match was awesome. Um, not quite as good as the match they had uh, you know, right after Jay Briscoe died no, earlier this no. year, but not far off. Um, this one didn't have the emotion of that one. but I would agree. And, yeah. and it had, you know, and the uh, and the announcers kind yeah. of set a silly tone. Um, 
Do you yeah. know who Red Foo is? No. Okay. Red Foo is part of the uh, duo LMFAO. They did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Shot, I, mean, shot, I know who he is. I know who yeah, he is. No, yeah. No. Uh, uh, Red Foo's a friend of mine. So I got a tickle out of that. He, uh, Stefan uh, Gordy, son of Barry Gordy, he was in uh, a couple of my improv classes when I was going through IO West. He's a very interesting fella. So I was just marking hard every time they said Red Foo Kung Neck or whatever they were doing instead of the Redneck Kung Fu thing. Um, very nice guy. I go, hey, they give me a shout out on TV. It's like, oh, awesome. Um, <laughs> he's now into women's tennis. He's a women's tennis coach. It's amazing. He's that, such a weird dude. <laughs> yeah. Got that devilish flow, rock and roll, no Halo Wee Party Rock. Yeah. Yes. All right. I love I love LMF, LMFAO. Okay. Uh, and Emily loves him too. Um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, Briscoe gets the win. Uh, so he's got three points. Lethal has zero. Roosh has six. They're all eliminated. Mox and Swerver tied with twelve, and Jay White has nine. And uh, the guys shook hands after the match. Kind of didn't embrace. No, uh, Jarrett and the rest of the wacky crew didn't show up. So just kind of left it at that. Next year, Sotnam's taking this thing. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> uh, they did a little video package uh, this past Monday. MJF was inducted in the Jewish sports hall of fame. It was kind of nice in long Island. I didn't, there wasn't really anything of note in this thing. Just, you know, kind of a baby face thing. And then later on when he appeared, he was, he's kind of back to being a heel at this point. Like it's really weird. Um, he's not even pretending to be a baby face anymore, um, which I think is good. I think the fans actually like this version of MJF better than the, you know, the guy that's pandering and doing the chants and everything, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it is interesting. I, I, I actually liked the vignette about the induction in the hall. Oh, yeah, that was, that was fine. a nice moment. And they yeah. But yeah, it, it does. Uh, <laughs> it, it's so weird because I just think Max is a, not a great baby face. And that's the weird thing. Like, I remember Alvarez, like, we need to make this guy a baby yeah. face, et cetera, et cetera. I, I sort of I I just don't see him as being good at it necessarily. I mean, I think the, the best the best version of Babyface MJF is when he's doing is when he's insulting other heels. Yeah, like you know, like and and that's kind of what he was doing here tonight. Um, except with you know, Cody was good. That story up until yeah. the turn was really good. Yeah, yeah, him and Cody. I mean, him and Joe. I, I kind of like their dynamic too. Um, but let me know. let me ask this: Given the the devil story and and how yeah. uh, how rampant it is, should he be that cocky or should he be nervous? Because that's uh, that's where it's kind of uh, well, the way he's acting, it sure seems like he's the devil. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, because he's so cocky. And I wonder if that's I wonder if that's a choice for that reason. Yeah, it's either a tell or it's a uh, or, or it's, it's a red herring. Yeah, it's a red herring. Yeah. Yeah, um, he should be because Joe seems more worried about the devil's people than he is. Um, MJF seems more annoyed by it. Although tonight, I think we had like 15 guys in masks. And the whole story, I think it's your buddy Sean said the people under the masks, they're always been the the people. And so what? There's the devil's got 15 minions now. Or we, we, had red, we had red shirts who weren't really devil's minions. They were, gotcha. they were red herrings, too. I did throw out something. It was like there. multiplicity. They made replicants yeah. of replicants. I had I had thrown out something in the Discord. I said, you know, like I don't have any inside information or anything, but this kind of would make sense, and you could make sense of it. And what it ended up being, or I might have even said it on the show last week. Um, and it ended up 
like they they threw it out there tonight with uh, the the mobile embassy possibly being the minions and swerve being the devil so um you know i don't think that's what it is in fact i think almost positive now because they introduced it that is probably not that but uh we'll, we'll get into that in a bit can i be the person to say i just want this angle over with yeah it's going to be over it's going to be over at world's end so you, you pay your 50 bucks and you'll see the angle end <laughs> or wait till wednesday i'll get it for free it'll be great wait till five minutes after it happens it'll be on twitter yeah that's true. um uh all right we speaking of the devil and everything we got a wardlow video package and this is pretty good so i i I wrote this down. He said, this is a battle between good and evil, Max. The clock is ticking. We're getting closer and closer to your world ending. We've seen you run. We've seen you cry. We've seen you be weak. Soon the world will see you broken, Max. The payment for your sins cannot be delayed any longer, and I will be the one to bring the devil to his knees. This is a solid I liked promo. This. I yeah. liked this a lot, and it would yeah. be a shame if Wardlow is just a second banana for somebody. If he's maybe, in, if maybe he's, he's in this... the devil. Well, if he's in this group, yeah, I want this. I mean, God, wrestling has not done this in so long to have a stable of equals versus a stable where it's like a guy and a bunch of henchmen. Yeah. Give me a stable of equals with Wardlow standing up for himself and being this guy the entire time. And I guarantee you, you'll have a much more interesting stable than, you know what? than whatever you come up with. You know what the closest thing to a stable of equals that we've had in a long time is? Well, the shield. The shield um, was close. Um, I, but you Day. always knew, but you always knew that they were going to yeah. break off Roman because he came down his own stairway. But yeah, Judgment Day, I would agree there. Yeah, I mean there, and that's part of the the storyline now is like who's the leader. Um, and actually, yeah, even Damage Control right now is kind of like that in, in some ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, originally, it was not like that. No. Uh, all right, we got highlights of Hangman being taken out uh, last week by by the Minions, which uh, leads to Joe coming down to the ring. Crowd loves him. Oklahoma City, my name is Samoa Joe. Once again, I've come here to seek answers. Last week, I was asking the right questions, but I wasn't asking the right people. And even though Roderick Strong might be the dimmest bulb on the Christmas tree, he's got a point. <laughs> that was a great line. Each week, we're assaulted by the devil, but MJF isn't the only victim. Hangman Page was a victim. When the devil attacks someone, but when MJF was attacked, he was conveniently passed out on the ground. So once again, I've come here asking the question, the right questions, but not the right people. So MJF, get your ass out of here. And the crowd comes, uh, crowd's into MJF. They were totally into Joe as well. And he says, Joey Samoe, let me get this straight. I get jumped in the back by a bunch of goons, and you're accusing me of being the behind the mask of the devil? Joe says, correct. And uh, Oklahoma City, I recall something. He was going to protect me and our main event going into Long Island for the world title. Matter of fact, if I recall correctly, you said, henceforth, you are my property. The crowd starts chanting, no show, Joe. And uh, MDF notes that, and he says, you care about it, uh, as much about your property as you do about your diet. And uh, uh, he'll line there. And he says, since we're throwing away, throwing around accusations, Joey, I got some accusations of my own. Oklahoma City, you want to hear them? He says, I get jumped in the back. Go goons are surrounding the ring, but they don't lay a finger on you, Joe. And he says, uh, let's see. I don't like you. I don't trust you. Why am I waiting until December 30th at World's End when I can end your world right now? He gets in his face. He takes off his jacket, takes off his belts, and they just stare at each other. And then he shoves them. And before they can get into it, outrun the devil's minions. And I wrote down there's a lot of them. 
and Joe threw them all out of the ring basically almost by himself. And then we get more coming in from the crowd. I count at least nine. It, there may have been more. And they, they're on all four corners of the ring. And then, of course, the lights go out. Devil comes on the screen, doesn't say anything. And then it goes off. And then we get text on the screen. It says, where can you go? Who can you trust? Next week, will you accept a challenge for your ROH World Tag Team Champions? And here's the key line again. Are you a hero, Max? And then Joe accepted the challenge for Max. I swear to God, Adam Cole has used that Are You a Hero Max line at some point in a promo with him, like as you know, like trying to convince him to be a good guy. You need to be a hero, Max. You this isn't be- this isn't the Max I know, you know, or the good yeah. Max. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's a total Adam Cole line. And I'm not sure if we're supposed to remember it or if it's somebody th- you know throwing it out there to kind of put it on Adam Cole, but no one's even really talking about Adam Cole right now. So that's probably who it is. Um, you know, I mean, that's what everyone thinks it is, but, uh, I, I thought this was fine. I mean, the, the 15, uh, minions was kind of goofy, but, um, you know, the, the promo exchange between Joe and MGF was great. I thought, Oh, Samoa Joe is always welcome on my television in terms yeah. of promos. I mean, cause he just brings it, even if it's a ridiculous story like this. I mean, it just is heft. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with the guys on the boom. I want, I want to belt Samoa Joe and put him in suits and just have him have that kind of, uh, you know, big man on campus thing walking around uh, AEW. I mean, I'm here for that. I'm when this was first announced, I was like, actually, I'll go even further back when when they first did the match. I was like, I just can't see Samoa Joe as the AEW World Champion. Like, I, I'll be honest, like that's kind of what I thought. And then it was that. Remember that week I was off, and you did the show with Kevin Ely, and yes. they did the commercial with Samoa Joe. Uh, where he was like, it was like, it looked like a commercial, but he was acting like he's all rich and lavish. Yes, I love that. That was one yeah. of the best things they've done. Yeah. And then like they did that for like two or three weeks and then we didn't see it again, but that kind of got my appetite wet. And then these promos now, I think he's winning the belt. Like, I think, I think he'd be, I think he'd be also a great transition guy to get yeah, to swerve. To swerve or, yeah, or Cole, you know, depending on when Cole's back. Um, and then you could have MJF chasing Cole for the title. Um, which, you know, could be interesting because, you know, Cole and, and Joe could have heat depending on how this all plays out. Um, I, but I, yeah, I, and man, beating MJF in Long Island, that's, that's tricky, <laughs> um, you know, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Because when they booked that show, I got to tell you, like, I mean, there was no doubt in my mind, well, it doesn't matter who MJF is facing, he's winning. They're not beating MJF in Long Island think they are <laughs> they could i mean yeah. we don't have a we don't have an official match for him jeff do we yeah, he's, he's, he's wrestling oh, it's joe. joe it's joe That's yeah yeah oh. yeah but i mean you know if it's the end of the thing and if we get the devil reveal well then maybe the fans will be happy let me ask you this it, do we get joe and mjf in long island or do the devil's minions take him out next oh, week God. and then it becomes oh the devil wants the match Oh, and then maybe they're going to do the same thing they did at Full Gear and tease the match all night. And then MJF comes out. In an ambulance, heroic. yes. Yeah. There we go. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, because everyone loved that so much last time. I, I can mean, see them doing a story for, for where the main event is in doubt. Yeah. It's the devil. It's the devil against Joe. Yeah. For MJF's title. Or no, no. It's, no, it's the devil against MJF. 
No, it'd be the devil against Joe if they took out MJ. Oh, maybe they take out Joe. No, I was thinking week. they were ta- taking out oh. Joe. That's what Oh, yeah, yeah, about. that could be. Well, then, and then whoever it, it is will reveal themselves. Then if it's Joe, you know, okay, it's still Joe versus MJF. He took himself out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, we go backstage to remarkable Renee Paquette, and she's with, the she as she identified them, the best friends, which I thought the best friends were Trent and, and Chuck, but... This is Orange Cassidy, Chris Statlander, Rocky Romero, and Trent Beretta. I believe they are all, as a collective, known as the best friends. Oh, okay. I thought they were all chaos. I guess that they're uh, They are chaos. a subset of chaos, but they are gotcha. the best friends. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so she says, 2023 is winding down. What's the future look like for Rocky and Trent? I'm like, who cares? <laughs> Rocky, Rocky isn't even part of AEW. Trent's barely on TV. Uh, Rocky says, I just finished off 329 days as the CMLL historic middleweight champion, and I'm looking for new at international opportunities. And Orange Cassie says, oh, I guess that's a challenge then. And he says, how about Friday on Rampage? And, uh, and then Statlander and Trent are all happy for Rocky, and Rocky's kind of acting like he didn't really want that match. Um, it's kind of weird, but... Uh, it's fine, I guess. They all leave, and Rocky's just in the middle there, and he's like, "They're all proud of him too." It's like, "Hey, look, you got a title match, isn't that and great?" He, and he didn't really seem to care, or not well, even care. He didn't he, want it. I, he I didn't want it. Yeah, he wanted another title match. He goes, "Hey, I lost my title. I'd yeah. really like to to do this." Thing. And then all of a sudden, it's, uh, "Oh, okay, I'll give you a title match. Fine." He should have showed up. He should have showed up at that ROH pay per view, and he could have got a shot at the. The uh, triple crown, like well, um, you know, if he waits a week, he'll just be in a in a title eliminator match. Yeah, what that you see on the ROH? I watched all, everything this past weekend, wow, including the ROH on you like on Honor Club show, hmm. and uh, I saw ten minutes before the ROH pay per view started, one of those workhorseman dudes, Anthony Henry, I think, he just showed up and gets a shot at uh, if if he can last ten minutes with Eddie Kingston, he gets a shot at the triple crown when the tournament's over. These freaking Roosh is an idiot. He busts his ass in five 15-minute matches just to get a shot into the playoffs, doesn't hit it. All this goofball Anthony Henry has to do is last 10 minutes with Eddie Kingston, and he gets a shot at the belt. That's not fair. No, life's not fair. Uh, he lost anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um. All right. Uh. They announced that uh, – Oh. oh, no, sorry. I got ahead of myself here. Uh, Tony Storm did her entrance and she joined the announce desk, which uh, for some reason was back up on the stage this week. It wasn't uh, at ringside. Um, and Or maybe that's just Collision where they're at ringside and Dynamite there on the stage. I'm not exactly sure. I think when they it. do a joint taping, they'll put it in the Collision area when they gotcha. do just Dynamite. Then I but, thought maybe it was just because JR is going to be here tonight and they didn't want to make him walk all that far. I, for one, would like to congratulate AEW with a shout out to Granny. They shout out to Granny? Kind of. The Tony Storm looks at Taz and goes, "Oh, I hear you're a landlord, master of the duplex." Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I miss that. Um, so she joins because I fast forward the entrances, so that's probably when it, when she said it. Um, so she joins the announce desk, uh, and we get Soraya and Riho, and the winner's going to get a title shot at World's End. I wonder who's going to win this one. Um, Soraya is uh, swung her into the barricades before the break. That looked like it hurt. Um, and then Tony does her pitch to break, and Excalibur's mad because that's his job. Uh, they come back. Rio misses a dive. Soraya rolls her up for two. Tony starts talking about tits. And then she says, speaking of tits, Soraya's about to win. It's like, oh, my God, like she's just going on. Her words, not mine. 
And then Rio reversed the cradle, hit a Northern Light suplex for two. They show Ruby watching from the back. I have no idea why. Uh, Tony, that's when Tony brought up her boyfriend. And then Rio does a stomp from the top and uh, hit the double knee for the win. And this match was not very good. It wasn't, but I was amazed at the size differential between Soraya and Rio. Uh, Rio is a tiny one. Rio is tiny. Yeah. I mean, and I know she's always been small, but it's like, we're talking like Yuka Sakazaki tiny almost. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't see any reason why anybody would think Rio would get the title here. No. You remember all those people that used to complain about Alexa Bliss's outfits? And, people uh, complain about Alexa Bliss's outfits? Well, they said... Who it are was, these people? I'd like to beat them up. Well, no, they said it was WWE promoting pedophilia or something. Oh, you mean the... Uh, oh, okay. Oh, you mean... Uh, oh, oh, the... the the Whatever the name of her doll is when she was doing that. Yeah. Crap. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. I hope I hope they were doing that in here, too. Because, I don't know, Riho just, like, she dresses up like a little girl and, and then, you know, they're constantly wearing her panties. And, I, look, I, I am... I am on record for a long time saying they need to eliminate that aspect of the Joshi stuff for AEW yeah. and make it more, uh, make these women look like they are professional athletes. And Even stuff. Sheeta does the thing where she rips open her top and stuff. Just do Emmy Sakura. Just do that. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't mind you. I don't mind Yuka being a, being a gene. Oh, Yuka's great. Yuka's great. I did the, um, I, I was looking at my spreadsheet this week and my, my bet, my number one AEW. Now I'm not counting Ray of Honor here. My number one AEW women's match this year. Do you know what it was? Was it Athena and Emmy? No, it was Emmy and uh, no, because I think Athena and Emmy might have been in our wage match. It was okay. Emmy and Jamie Hader. From okay, a, a rampage in January. Uh, while we're on the women, yeah. Uh, what is with AEW's year end? Uh, we need to put a women's tag team hardcore thing on a show and just have women kill each other. Not that I mind. Well, I mean, it's a tradition, I guess. Now it um, is, I guess. But I just, I didn't realize. Well, I mean, the they, they've they've done it like three, four years in a row. Haven't yeah, they? I know. But at the same time, I'm like, did this thing need a death match right now? Okay. Well, no, no. I, mean, I didn't, didn't mind it. Don't don't get me wrong. Well, I didn't uh, like it at all. Like I didn't, I didn't think. It was oh, really? Good. I didn't. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't uh, offended by it. Let's put it that Well, they way. fired Bunny, so they couldn't put her in it. Um, well, they didn't uh, fire her. I look, said, I'm a fan apologies. of Mercedes. I'm a they fan of Mercedes Martinez. So, I mean, whenever she okay. can get screen time, I'm good with that. I think uh, singles. Well, it just yeah. seemed very random, much like the. Uh, it was. Very oh yeah, random. we're gonna we're gonna put Anna J and Ty Mello and you know our our hardcore queens. Yeah. Long well, they. I'm glad yeah. they get a rest for a year. That's what I'm happy about. You know, let, let them rest up a bit. They come back next year and they can hit each other with barbed wire baseball bats or something. I guess we should be glad it wasn't like Julia Hart and Sky Blue in there against uh, Willow and and Statlander. That could have been not very good. Well, was... I'm, I'm here if they if on the other side was like Aja Kong and uh... Emmy <laughs> Emmy Sakura. Yes, there yeah. we go. There's yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, that was on that's collision. the only reason I want to see Julia Hart and Sky Blue on in a tag that, team ever. That was on collision for those that want to see it. Jeff really liked it. I wasn't a huge fan. So. I didn't say really liked it. I mean, I oh. just I enjoyed it. Okay, fair enough. Um, I uh so after the match, Tony said the mouse has done it, and uh Ruby was watching backstage and now she's smiling. So I guess I, I think that the idea was Soraya gave her a hard time for losing to Riho, and now Soraya lost to Riho as well. So they're probably splitting those two up. 
Uh, Luther carried Tony down to the ring. He gave her some opera glasses, and she she couldn't see Rio was a joke. She was so small, so she needed the glasses to see her. And then Ruby beat on her. Rio hit her with a six one nine, except Excalibur called it a tiger faint kick. Uh, Rio makes the belt sign, and then Mariah May attacked her with from behind with the belt, ironically. And uh, that was that. So the Riho and Tony is the match, but Mariah May and Tony is the feud. Is the feud, and Tony yeah. still doesn't know who Mariah May is. No. There, so the idea is that this is all about Eve? Yeah. Um, isn't Mariah May older than Tony? I don't know. I think she is. Uh, I don't think up. so, is she? Oh, they're both 25. Okay. Um, Tony Storm's only 25 years old? I I'm almost positive that is true, but I will double check. That sounds wrong to me, my friend. Sorry, she's 28. My bad. Okay, so she's she's she, yeah, 28. She's clearly Betty Davis, um, or Gina Gershon, as as I prefer to look at this storyline. <laughs> it's showgirls. It's not all about you. <laughs> okay, just, shows you my we'll view. accept it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Tony Giovanni has a prepared statement. <laughs> this was funny. This thing killed yeah. me. Ladies and gentlemen, he says, sorry, sorry to interrupt the proceedings, but I have a prepared statement from Christian Cage. So he starts reading and he says, you better read this word for word and put some emotion into it. Not like you usually mail it in. And he says, Oklahoma, sit down, shut your mouth and have some respect while Tony Schiavone conducts my business as the biggest, hottest and most talked about star in AEW. He says, my presence in your lives is missed, and and I feel it or something. He says, I took Nick Wayne, and uh, I think he said kill switch too, but maybe it was just Nick. I think it was, a, just Nick. it was just Nick. Yeah, on a well-deserved Oh, and also you missed the line about him slapping the yellow off of Tony's teeth. Oh, yeah, I did miss that. I <laughs> Emily was was screaming in this. She doesn't gotcha. like uh, Tony or Christian or maybe both. Uh, <laughs> anyways, the Rated R Superstars challenged me to a no-DQ match at World's End. And just to put your mind at ease, I'll make my return on Collision, and I'll answer Adam Copeland, and I'll also answer any questions about what happened at Dynamite in Montreal two weeks ago. I expect nothing less than a hero's welcome. Sincerely, the TNT champion and the patriarch of AEW, Christian Cage. And then Christian's music plays, and Tony Schiavone just has this look of disgust as uh, as as the segment ends. This was this was funny. <laughs> I like making Tony Schiavone uncomfortable. It makes me laugh. So, yes. I mean, they could have done a tape promo, but I think this was better. It just makes him such an even – it makes Christian such an even bigger prick, and I yeah. love it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, on Collision, we're going to hear from Christian Cage. Um, they, we go backstage. MJF and Joe are arguing, and then Joe walks away, and MJF's walking, and he looks down, and he sees a mask, a black mask. And it's right outside the Mogul Embassy's locker room. So the fans are like, ooh, and uh, he knocks on the door, Nana answers, and uh, he grabs Nana and throws the mask in his face. He says, what is this shit? And Swerve comes out, and he says, be careful handling my property. And he says, nice to see you eye to eye. You've been ducking me this whole time. MJF said, yeah, he starts making fun of his song. And he says, Shane Strickland, look at you. We got a long history, long car rides on the roads on the indies. And look at you now. You're all grown up, beating some of the biggest stars in this company. However, I haven't been ducking you. He says, unfortunately for you, there are levels to this shit, and you're just not on mine. And he says, I don't hear your theme music, and therefore, I don't see your star power. And then Swerve says, funny you bring up those car rides. You were the best chauffeur I ever had. 
I used to have the best sleep I sleep uh, all around. He says, that interaction between you and Regal about an email, about a tryout that turns you into a whiny little bitch. He says, you do tryouts, I sign contracts. So be careful how you talk to me. The last person who did, I hung him outside the ring with a chain in front of 13,000 people. MGS says, you talk about hangman a lot, almost obsessive. You talk about respect. Well, I'm your world champ, so check your tone and watch your mouth. And put put your pull your flavor flav grill out while you're talking to me. And he says, Come to think of it, you hate hangman. You want to be the AW world champion? Why wouldn't you frame him with a beer bottle? Why wouldn't you try and get your goons in the mobile embassy to jump me left and right? And uh so you can be a world champion like you're truly. So I got a question for you. Are you the devil? Said a part of me hopes so. You ask, is this your house? Well, I'm the big bad wolf of pro wrestling, and I'll blow your house down. I'll break both your arms so you can swerve all your drive. And Swerve just looks at me, laughs. He says, I'm not the devil you're looking for, bro, but keep waving that belt in front of my face. And uh, before they can get into it, Joe shows up and he says, we got business. And uh, and Swerve, uh, he says, Swerve, go handle it. Or, something, or Swerve tells him to go handle it. And then Nana says, oh, I forgot to tell you about Collision next week. And we don't hear what that's about. But um, I thought this was good because... I think this is setting the table for MJF and uh, Swerve, you know, down the road and not too far down the road. So I really liked this. I just for the for the purposes of this angle, I just want one moment where all the people that they tried to frame as the devil or being responsible for this go after that stable. Which you know, stable? The, the, oh, the, the, the devil this, stable. This new devil stable, yeah. Oh, it's so you just, get Hangman, just, you get... Uh, you get Hangman, you get the Mogul Embassy eventually trying to take a shot at him. You get... Uh, Joe. Yeah, you get Roddy. Joe. Yeah, well, Roddy. He's well, probably going to be in it. Who Roddy is... Yeah, I, I'm fairly certain the kingdom is part of this, whatever happens. But uh, no, I, I liked this. Um, <laughs> there was there was some terminology that kind of made me a bit... Uh, ooh, but I, I forgave it. Um, it... it he didn't really refer to Shane as, or Shane Strickland as boy, but it came close, and that was uh, that 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 towed the line a little bit for me. But I liked this overall. I mean, I liked uh, I kind of liked Strickland being just cool. Yeah. When 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 MJF was just trying to rib him, and it's just like I know your tricks. I know every trick in the book you have, and I'm just gonna I, let you let you insult me to my face. I'm gonna let you keep doing it, and then I'm gonna get menacing with it, which is the same thing Joe did. I really liked the part where uh, Swerve talked about how, you know, you had that email from WWE and, you know, you got all upset. And meanwhile, like, if you know the story, Swerve got signed by WWE. They went after him. And then the AEW, uh, Max had to bug Cody for a year to try to get on all in. And then Tony signed him. And uh, and and then uh, oh, uh, Tuan says he did call him boy. So there you go. And, but yet when but when Swerve was a free agent, AEW went after him and signed him. So he's, he's well, making- okay. I'm not going to defend it necessarily, but it was in the in the term of the boys all grown up, as opposed yeah, to, yeah, as opposed to say Harley Race talking to uh, Ron Simmons. But or, I yeah, just I, I would understand if someone were offended by it too. I'm not, or if you not- if he looked at me said, "Get out of my face, boy." Yes, that like, kind if of he, thing. Yeah, if he said that, but no, this yes. was more. Yeah, boys all grown up. And that's more like, you know, and, and, and Swerve could have come back and used the same line on him. Calling him the chauffeur was, was cool too. That, that, yeah. No. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, it was, you know what? I, I think these two are going to have a really cool feud pretty soon. And my guess is probably revolution. Um, or, you know, if, if Joe wins the title, then maybe you're, you're going to, we're going to get uh swerve and MJF, maybe like a title eliminator and the winner gets a shot at Joe. And, and that's where we get swerve and uh, swerve and MJF. I don't know. Uh, Roderick strong gets command error. Uh, this was there. Um, no, the match was fine. I guess it was re- it was a weird match because uh, Roddy just kept it grounded, and Commander didn't get to do a ton of his spots. Um, in fact, all the way through the first break, through the commercial break, uh, they didn't. And then after the break, he finally got to do a bit. Crowd started to get into it. There's one spot where um, they were they were on the top rope, and Roddy was trying to do a um, uh, trying to do something, and uh, yeah, Kingdom pulled. Roddy out of the ring and then commander did his rope walk and did a moonsault onto all three. And the fans went nuts for that. But then uh, they just rolled Roddy rolled back in the ring. Uh, commander went for a dive, but Roddy hit what they called an anti air. And then he like threw him up in the air and hit a backbreaker on the way down and got the pin. And uh, he took off the neck brace before the match. And then after the match, he immediately threw it back on, which, you know, was, was fun. Um, the match was fine. I, I had to laugh at, uh, I think it was Dave, when, when they set this match up last week and he's doing his recap. He's like, oh, so Commander's going to have another good match and lose. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, Commander is kind of their uh, ricochet for WWE for for uh, up until like this last run with Logan Paul, whereas yeah. like, he's there to make like a finisher looks spectacular because like Roddy doing throwing him up for the somersault before the backbreaker oh thing. That God. was impressive. I I I watched that I went, okay, there's there's a move that like Commander's going to lose uh spectacularly. And that's I think that's the fun of watching Commander now. Although I did like the top flight match quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, that, that was on Rampage and one one of the better Rampage matches they've had. Uh, yeah. six man match. Um the uh he kind of like reminds me a little bit of Ray too, and when he first came to WWE, a little. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I just, remember the argument Dave and Brian were having. Did he? Did Commander say Wednesday, or was he saying something? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, because <laughs> he because he used uh yeah he used the Mexican word for Wednesday, and they thought he yeah they thought I think he was, it was Spanish, but yes. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, you're right. What did I say, Mexican? Yes. Sorry, my bad. Definitely Spanish. You can find Paul at Paul Hisante yeah. on X. Yeah. Uh, so the kingdom were running around ringside and putting up signs all over the place saying MJF is a devil. Renee comes into the ring with Roddy and uh, she says, it's great to see you back in the ring. And she asks about the signs and he says, Renee, happy you're here. And he, he says, Samoa, please listen to me. It's so obvious now that Max is the devil. Look, Hangman mentions Max is the devil. He gets taken out. So it's time to wake up, Joe, and believe me. And Renee says, if Joe was going to heed your advice, wouldn't he have done so by now? And then, Renee, are you crazy? How can you say that? Samoa, Joe is my best friend by proxy. And Renee just walked away disgusted. That was that. This was just a waste of time. If you ever recap like that again, I may walk away disgusted. Not oh, that wow. you're not doing a good job of it, but I'm just so done with this yelling. Jeff! Thing. No, shut up. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> for those on audio jeff jeff is walking away oh no it's just you blew up my eardrums I'm thank sorry. you for that my appreciate apologies. that my apologies <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm so ready for roddy to like just be a oh. dirtbag again instead of this comedy thing just put on a mask and be a devil's minion 
Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, the match was there, but you're right. I mean, it was mostly, you know. <laughs> insert, insert they're try, they're trying so hard. Horse. They're trying so hard with this thing. It's just like, yeah. okay, let's let's just move on. Yeah. Uh, we got a video. Uh, we talked the angle we talked about earlier. Julia and Sky Blue, who may be turning into Sky Black. She was in all black, and they kind of Nigel called her that at one point, but they still called her Sky Blue here. But anyways, on Saturday it's going to be Julia Hart and Sky Blue against Thunder Rosa and Abaddon. Uh, uh, Cage versus Lee. Oh, Brian Cage versus Keith Lee. I just wrote down Cage versus Lee. I'm like, I have no idea what this that could is. be. Twenty different people for yeah. each of those people. Yeah, Brian Cage against Keith Lee. Uh, so I think we're heading to Lee and Swerve at uh, World's End. We will hear from Christian. The acclaimed and Daddy Ass are defending their tag team titles against Top Flight and Action and Dreddy. And the way they announced this, man, I, when when that six person match was over on Friday, I thought, man, Top Flight and Andretti got to be the the next six man champs. But I don't think it's happening on Collision. I, I hope I'm wrong. No, this is what they do though. They 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 get you get a good match, and then they put you up immediately against whoever's holding the title to lose. So it's yeah. like you never really get momentum as a contender in any way. No, I mean I'd be I'd love it if they did the upset though. Uh, Claudio and Danielson in a tournament match. Brody and Garcia and Andrade versus Eddie. And as I mentioned earlier, like pretty much everybody but Garcia is still alive. So there's a number of different scenarios that can happen and. Uh, realistically, anybody could advance. I I expect it to come down to Danielson and Eddie Kingston and then Eddie and Mox in the finals. That That's my guess. I think Mox is pinning Jay White next week in the three-way. Was Danielson's first match against Eddie in this tournament, or was it somebody uh, else? Or no, it was uh, Andrade. Never mind. No, I, Danielson's was against Eddie, I think. He beat him. Okay, so that, that would yeah. be a nice little... Yeah. Yep. Wrap it up type thing, circular thing. Yeah, and then you get Mox, you get Eddie having to go through the the um the BCC because he beat Claudio, and then and then he gets Anderson. and then he gets Mox in the finals. Yeah. yeah, so that that's to me that makes the most sense. I if I'm booking and if it was up to me, I, I swear win this thing, but I don't think that's happening. No, I don't think they give him a triple crown if he's going to be go in the world title picture. Well, that's the thing; you wouldn't have him in the world title picture. You you, you hold off on that for a while and establish his triple crown. Okay. But I don't think that's what they're doing. Uh, JR came out. He didn't even get his uh, like his intro on TV or anything like his music. Maybe they did it off camera. I, I imagine they probably did. They did. Um, they did. Okay. I during the commercial or what? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So I fast forwarded that. Um, and, no, no, you uh, didn't get to see it. They did. They did it off camera. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Moxley and Jay White main event, uh, and they kept saying it's a must win for Jay White. The only way he can get in the finals is with a win, and uh, but they don't explain that at first. Uh, Mox took forever to do his entrance. Uh, JR said that Mox reminded him of Travis Kelsey. JR was great on this match, I thought. Um, he did a really good job of putting over the strengths of both guys and calling the action and no screw-ups that I meant that I noticed. So it was good. I, I like JR in main events. And I, for I Kevin really Ely's did. bingo card, they did mention Mid-South in Oklahoma yep. City and said that he'd fit right in with the likes of Cowboy Bill Watts and Dick Murdoch and uh, Hacksaw Butch Reed. Oh, nice. Not Hacksaw Jim Duggan, though. No, the the real Hacksaw. There you go. Uh, he he pointed out uh, he was wondering how much of a sense of mer- urgency Mox is going to have because he doesn't need to win. So I thought that was a good point. But yeah. Then Excalibur mentioned, well, you know, he could lose in the finals without being pinned. So he doesn't really want it to be a three way. 
Uh, JR pointed out that White had the advantage in quickness, but Mox slows things down and makes it painful. Um, and uh, so right before they went to break, uh, Excalibur explains next week's the league finals. Right now, as it stands, it's a singles match between Moxie and Swerve, but Jay White could change that. But he doesn't explain how Jay White could change that. Um, and it just bugged me. And then after the break, he finally mentioned it. Five minutes left in the show um, that it's a three-way if White wins. And I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. They finally told us, but it's not going to happen. This Moxley. needed to be a graphic like yes. if if Jay White, yes. with, with a Jay White head wins. They had then that. If they, this, they, they literally had that graphic, but they didn't put that in the graphic. Yeah. They just said if Jay White wins, it's a three-way tie. Yeah, but they didn't say it would be a three-way match. So, the, um, so yeah, the, this was a little pet peeve of mine. But uh, now that we finally got it, five minutes left, I could get into this match. And uh, White, White actually, he goes and he grabs two chairs outside the ring. And the ref gets in his face and he goes, "You don't want to get DQ'd." And then, and then White just kind of shrugs his shoulders and throws one of the chairs into the <laughs> ring. So Bryce Rensburg, the uh, Mensa member, goes in to get that chair, and then Jay White uses the other chair to take out Mox's leg. And uh, Mox sold it really well, and uh, he, he almost got counted out, but he comes in at nine. Jay White went for a Blade Runner, but then Mox reversed into Paradigm Shift and uh, got a two. Crowds crowds going nuts. They channel Let's Go Mox. They did a, a chop battle. Mox got a two after a knee strike. They did the Fry Takayama spot. Then Mox hit a cutter. Jay White hit a sleeper suplex and a Uranagi for two. Uh, he hit a key cr- Kiwi Crusher for two. Taz said we're at 14 minutes now. Jay is again trying to go for the Blade Runner, but Mox took him down with a King Kong Lariat. Went for another Blade Runner, but Mox hit another Lariat. Then he did a stomp, uh, but didn't go for a pin. He went for the Death Rider, but Jay White reversed it, and he hit the Blade Runner and got the win. I, the The finish was kind of flat, but also kind of cool. You know, like it really put over the Blade Runner because he'd been going for it the whole match, and when he finally hit it, it won, so it put over that finisher, like, strong. Uh, totally clean, like not the slightest bit of cheating. And uh, yeah, Jay White advances. It's a three-way. I really did not think this was happening. I figured for sure Mox was just going to beat him, and they're going to do a match next week between Mox and Swerve. But I guess the idea here is now Jay White's in the three-way. Mox will get his win back, and Swerve doesn't get pinned, is my guess. Maybe. I've been thinking about this, though, while we were going over this match. Okay. If if Mox and Swerve take each other out, and we have Jay White win this thing, and and to go against Eddie, that's that's not bad because they if if you know your history, Jay White and Eddie Kingston, that was the match that got Jay uh, Jay White kicked out of New Japan. Right, it was on uh, Battle uh, the San Jose thing earlier this year. Yeah, and Battle in the Valley. It, it it'd be kind of weird, you know, for for Moxley to cheat against swerve and swerve not get revenge against mox so swerve cheats and and knocks out mox and then maybe jay white hits him from behind and then pins mox maybe something like that or or just uh, just the two of them cancel each other out and and jay white ends up going through and none of us see that coming that would be interesting i I didn't see this coming i'll be honest i didn't see this coming i was shocked i I was and you were right about the anticlimactic part of of all of it it's like it's like nobody was really expecting jay white to win this because i think they just didn't hype it in terms of jay white needs this to get into the finals type of a thing and i think maybe they played that low so that when it happened everybody was kind of like a little confused i mean maybe they were going for that 
Maybe, and like I'm, I said, I'm still I, get, I'm still getting over your your name drop of Mensa for for Bryce Remsburg <laughs> because I, I have I have a theory about Mensa and it's it's a waste of money to me. But the people who really want to tell you they're in Mensa are also the type of people who you don't think are smart, so they always have to advertise that they're in Mensa. <laughs> do, do you remember Dave a couple of weeks ago meant, casually mentioned that Mensa tried to recruit him and. He- he, he had no interest in it. No, you take a test, and you. And, and, yeah. And, but it's like like the two people I know that always say that they're a mentor. I love to name drop that are Kathy Kelly and uh, porn star Asia Carrera. Love to know. Oh. <laughs> Fine company. Yeah, yeah. That's one of those things. Um, I, I honestly thought you were going to say a mutual friend of ours. I won't say his name. Okay. He's, he's a he's from your hometown, and he's a big hockey fan. Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From my um, or, or from well, okay. no, from uh, your town you live in now. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's a gimmick, but whatever. People yeah. put it on a resume. Uh, I like the match though. Um, yeah, I thought it was a good match. I thought this and the, uh, the Jay White Mark Briscoe match were like clearly. It's just weird because like I, I would have loved like a promo to set it up. Like Jay White's yeah. looking at the score, looking at the way to end, and he goes, "My only way in is to is to beat." Yeah. John Moxley, Something. and that would have helped you, and that would have helped you too. With the yeah, whole... like they could have done like a quick promo before the match, yeah, yeah, and say, you know what, Jay White and Swerve are in, uh, or I mean, uh, Moxley and Swerve are in. Jay White, you got a chance to add yourself into this and make it a three way, and then you know, and then Jay White could just say, you know, everyone's forgotten about me. I've beaten this person, I beat that person, and I'm going to beat John Moxley. Maybe they bring back, you know, what they they could bring uh, the insert promos. Yes. When people are coming down to the ring, I always thought those weren't the worst things in the no. world either. Because no, I just no. wa- I just watched King of the Ring '93, and I think oh, okay. they, they did that for a couple of things too. So yeah, I, I you know I think I think instead of leaning so heavily on on exposition from your play by play team, sometimes just have the guys tell the story themselves in a short little vignette promo as they're doing their entrance type of a thing. I uh, and I, again, I think I'll bet you that a lot of the fans watching didn't know that Jay White advanced until after the show when Ed, Tony Khan comes out and tells them. Yeah. Well, I think, I think, mo- I mean, uh, the people live, at least the people who were watching, I mean, it was rammed down your throat that this was going to be a three way. Right, right, no, I'm talking about the people in the building. Yeah. Like, so for them to, to see Jay White get pinned, they might've thought Moxley was eliminated, you know, like, even though they did hammer home the idea that Mox punched his ticket into the finals last week um, by, by getting to 12. And see, the funny see, thing is, I See, this, this whole thing would, would be so annoying to me if I were live, because that's when you start getting the know-it-alls in the audience. It's like, yeah. no, you see, this and this. It's yeah. like, shut up, man. I'm just trying well, to watch like, the wrestling show. Well, clearly they're going to do a three-way. <laughs> uh, it's like, yeah, well, they didn't explain that they were. Um, anyways, um, so the Gold League Finals next week on Dynamite will be a three-way Moxley, Swerve, and Jay White for mm-hmm. uh, the spot in the finals at World's End. And then at World's End, we're going to get the Gold League winner against the Blue League winner. Uh, Tony Storm and Riho has been signed. Tony Khan's informed us, even though that match was for a shot at Tony, they had to tell us that he signed it. Um, and then MJF and Joe for the world title. Um, and they didn't go over dynamite for next week. I think the only thing announced is, uh, well, those finals. And then also the MJF and Joe defending. I think they're defending against the devil's minions again, which they've advertised as once before. Fool me yeah. once. Shame on me. Fool me twice. Shame on you. I don't it's, think it's going to be another red herring. I think they're going to, yeah. ju- I think they're going to jump Joe. Probably. I, I do. I think the lights are going to go out. Joe will be laid out and there'll be no contest. Yeah. 
Oh, if they do that again. Uh, Swerve uh, came out uh, after they announced all this, and he just... Well, it'll be symmetrical, though. You can't can't be mad at it, because the first time they did it was Max who was laid out. True, true. Swerve comes out and he uh, he he's he's taunting Moxley and and Jay White and I think he, I think they he went after one of them or something I didn't write it down because I was distracted but nothing mu- I had already tuned out by then I figured yeah. they were just gonna stare at each other yeah they literally I think just did that for the fans in the building so they would know it was a three way yeah and then Tony Khan had to probably go out and tell them because he wasn't quite sure that that point got across. Um, because they they may have thought like honestly the way that played out they may have thought that it was just Swerve going out to challenge Jay White because Moxley was kind of back in the corner and it looked like you know if you weren't listening to the commentary and you saw Jay White pin and then you saw Swerve come out you probably thought the finals was Swerve and Jay White I mean it's very legit because they also were telling you that head to head the winner advances and Jay White just beat Moxley so how can Moxley be in the finals so anyways. I mean, uh, but they explained it. So that's it. That's all. And now we got collision on Friday or on Saturday and uh, got the very real possibility of a five-way. But I think what's going to happen is Garcia, I think the opening match is going to be Garcia and Brody and Garcia is going to get the upset and that's going to eliminate Brody. Okay. So now you got Claudio and Danielson and you got Eddie and Andrade. So your next match is probably going to be uh, Claudio and Danielson, and there's a chance. So I think if da- if they go to a draw, I think Danielson would advance because he doesn't have enough points, but only if Eddie beats Andrade. So then you would have Danielson in first place with ten, and you would have Eddie. If Eddie beat Andrade, they would be in second, tied with nine. But Eddie would advance because he beat Andrade. I believe that's the points. So that's that I could see Danielson and Claudio drawing or Danny could just beat Claudio too. Um, but I don't really see the point in doing that. Um, but if Claudio pins Danielson, then it's real interesting because then they, you got a bunch of people are going to end up with nine. So um, they could end up just doing another three way, which would be bad. Is there any way that Andrade is eliminated on, uh, on Saturday? Yeah. Yeah. If, um, because if I'm, Eddie, I'm, I'm if thinking... Eddie beats Andrade, so if okay, the way that he's un, unbeaten is if Garcia beats Brody, if Danielson beats Claudio or draws with Claudio, and if Eddie beats Andrade, then the final is Eddie and Danielson. Because because yeah, because Parmy thinks Eddie Danielson is good, but Parmy also thinks Eddie Danielson and Claudio in a three way as well. I don't know. I don't think possible. you can do that though. Yeah. Um, okay, so if let's because, do the okay. five way on a ladder and put like a ring on it, and <laughs> then we'll just you know. Well, okay, so if Claudio beats Danielson and Eddie beats Andrade, I think you'd have four people with nine, so there'd be a four way tie. Now well, I don't if know he what does the head two, if he be. does two multi man matches, he's a fool. Well, I don't know if there would be because then you go to head to head, and you might have two guys with two and one. Okay. So yeah, I I'd have to look. I'm, at that. I'm still going go with Eddie. I'm still going with Eddie and Danielson. And now Eddie we're starting somehow. to sound like and then, Dave and then, the D one. Yeah, yeah, I know. This is this is bad audio, but at the same time, I'm gonna just go with Eddie Danielson rematch, and Eddie somehow finds a way past yeah. Danielson. Yeah, I think I think you just go with the obvious. Um, the the question would be Danielson and Claudio. Whether ultimately that's almost meaningless, like unless Claudio wins, but Danielson could draw or he could win, and um. I mean, I kind of like the idea of Claudio cheating to win, but 
you know, because uh, uh, he already did that once. Uh, Moxley did it once, and Wheeler won the pure title by cheating. So right, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think we're gonna end up, and then you know, so finals will be Eddie and Danielson on one side, and Moxley, Jay White, and Swerve on the other, and then you get Moxley and Eddie. I mean, that's I think what everyone wants to see. No, that that, that would be perfect for this. I yeah. think. Yeah, and then Eddie wins, and this whole tournament was meaningless. And then everybody will jump down my throat about what a perfect Booker Tony is. And I'm like, you know, he did well on the tournament. If that's what yeah. happens, great. Yeah. Um, and he, yeah, just did. And I think, that, and I think in the Blue League, I think it's really helped uh, Andrade. It, the, this uh, Andrade really and, and Brody, I think a little bit, and even Garcia. You know, the fans are really I, I don't, I don't, think, I don't think it's helped Garcia a bit, but okay. I mean, but being in the tournament, I mean, we need to move away from the dancing. We really do. Yeah. Well, if he wins... And I thought that that's what this tournament was going to do, is that he's going to come in there and he's going to be serious Daniel Garcia and show people, even if he loses, that he's a serious wrestler, et cetera. So instead, so, they, they just did the same thing. You know what's hurting me with Garcia is having freaking uh, Matt Menard out there doing commentary for his matches every week, but... That's it's kind of hard to take him seriously when that's happening. Okay, fair let's enough. go, Danny. Let's go, Danny. Uh, Danny Garcia is the Rock's ex-wife. That's not the guy in the ring. Um, his name is Daniel. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Anyways, uh, all right, we went a little quick today, but yeah, we're one twenty. That's good. Because uh, now we got commercials, so it'll end up being pretty close to ninety minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jeff, get your plugs in at Crap Game Thirteen on X. Uh, I do a show called Shake Them Ropes on the Voices Wrestling Podcasting Network. As I said, we were a little late this week because I was stuck in the Cincinnati airport for 12 hours as I had a flight that was delayed 10 times. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, I got punched in the face by Sean Ross Sapp. That was fun. But, yeah, we uh, we had a good time at the Bengals game. Uh, going to do another show probably on Friday. We'll see what we watch. We'll see what we're going to do. Who knows? It's me and Chris Novembrino. So, uh, yeah, it should drop later this week, but who knows? We may just combine it all into a big mega show next week. I have no idea what we're going to do. I'm just trying to plug it. Yeah, just uh, look for that on Shake but we, but yeah, But we did do a show that released um, Tuesday morning, I believe, or Monday morning, uh, where we kind of went over a few things from last week's Dynamite and then uh, reviewed King of the Ring 1993. Oh, cool. And that's on the Voices Wrestling free feed, right? Yes. All right, cool. And for me, I do this show. I also do the show with Ryan Frederick, although we've, we've been off the last couple of weeks. Um, last week, Ryan's thing with his dad, I think that everything was good there if you were listening last week. And so, yeah, I think prayers work. And this week, it was just a scheduling thing. And uh, But we'll be back in the new year. We're taking a couple of weeks off because there's no UFC. So we'll be back in the new year once the UFC starts up again, and we're, we'll be on the free feed. So you can look for that. And uh, other than that, I am uh, the only other thing I got to plug. I'm doing a show with our friend David Lovell next week, the surprise show. 15 songs that appear random, but they're not random at all. I got the best theme. It's going to be a great show. So tune in. I'll tweet it. I'll put it on my Facebook, and uh, you'll hear 15 great songs, and you'll hear me explain how they all relate to each other. Um, yeah, and some and sometime in the next two weeks we might get this Hall of Boom yes. thing going. Hall of Boom, yeah, we're 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 going to do that over the holidays at some point. Hall of Boom, the best of the year in AEW. Um, that's why I do my spreadsheet. <laughs> I'll be winging it. Female superstar <laughs> of the year. It's not Tony Storm. If it's Tony Storm, I'm quitting. Um, it's probably going to be Tony Storm. So I like James. Oh, I was going to mention to you. You listen to Boom, right? Yes. James is going to quit watching wrestling. If the kingdom are part of this, go- the devil's goon squad. Uh oh. 
But he also said he'll keep doing the podcast. Yes, as, as well <laughs> which, as he should. Yeah, which I, he, he could do the podcast without watching the product. It's I'm easy. Pretty sure he doesn't watch the product most weeks, anyways. <laughs> Oops, did I say that? I'm just kidding, James. James is uh, he clearly watches. Yeah, You're just burying everybody today, aren't you? He Let's wrap this up, part. sir. All right, for Jeff, I've been Paul, and this has been the Dynamite Show. Sorry, James. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.